In today's economy, many are still trying to identify whether we are in a recession or not, and looking at the workforce and workforce development to determine the outcome of recession or not. However, with today's guest, we're going to discuss some of the challenges within workforce development and some of the potential opportunities for solutions to these challenges. Let's talk about it. And so we have more jobs now, more people working, more people in our labor force than we had prior to the pandemic. Now, having said that, if the pandemic miraculously didn't happen, uh, we probably would be having more jobs and more opportunities than we do today. Uh, but, you know, we had a, a really bad thing that happened to us that, that caused our economy to, to go into free fall and a lot of other negative impacts. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership is Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 23, with my special guest, Mr. Nathan Ramsey of the Land of Sky Regional Council. Nathan is the director of the Mountain Area Workforce Development Board with the Land of Sky Regional Council, serving Buncombe, Henderson, Madison, and Transylvania counties. Prior to this role, he was a business services representative for the North Carolina Department of Commerce. Nathan served in the North Carolina General Assembly, representing House District 115 from 2013 to 2014, and as chairman of the Buncombe County Board of Commissioners from 2000 to 2008. Hey, welcome, Nathan. Good afternoon, Jason. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. Yep, absolutely. So, um, you know, so if you could let our audience know, you know, more of, of who you are and what you do. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Nathan Ramsey. I'm executive director of Land of Sky Regional Council. I also serve as director of the Mountaineering Workforce Development Board. Uh, Land of Sky Regional Council serves uh, four counties in the Asheville area, uh, Buckham, <laughs> Henderson, Madison, and Transylvania County. But we also... Uh, serve other counties beyond that in various programs. So we have some programs at Land of Sky that are just serve one county. We have some programs that serve uh, multiple counties, uh, four counties, five counties, 11 counties, 30 counties. And we have at least one program at Land of Sky that serves all 100 counties in, in North Carolina. So uh, we do a lot of different things. Uh, our largest programs are our aging programs that support older adults. We have economic community development programs, workforce uh, programs, transportation programs, uh, environmental uh, programs uh, as well. So a lot of different things uh, happening at Land of Sky. And I uh, appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation with you. Very good. Thank you so much for that. Um, a while back, I don't know, it may have been a few months back, You, uh, there was a newsletter email that went out stating that there were roughly around over 24,000 jobs that were available and about roughly 9,000 people had registered as unemployed. So, you know, how have those numbers changed or have they changed uh, since that initial report was out? Well, we're still in a pretty tight labor market. I know we're hearing a lot of national news stories right now about a softening economy. You see the financial markets uh, declining and uh, as interest rates are rising. But 
uh, the, the latest uh, employment data we have uh, for our region was from August. And, um, you know, we're, we're talking today on the 10th day of October, but, um, and we'll have another labor market report that will come out later this month for September. But as of August, uh, we had a 3.2% unemployment rate uh, in our region. And, um, and so, um, you know, our unemployed number, it's been uh, just under 7,000 people in, in the Asheville region. Uh, and, and we still have a lot of job openings. You know, we probably see some uh, uh, softening of that uh, job opening number, but uh, we're, we're probably still have, have t over two job openings for every uh, unemployed person in the region and, and possibly even more than that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, why do you think, um, you know, people are not applying for these jobs? Like I'm looking at, you know, the, the hiring benefits that, that are being offered, you know, with these incentives of, you know, large amount of money uh, that's offered to them. So what, what's keeping people from not applying for these jobs do you, in, well, in your perspective? Well, I think people are applying for jobs. You know, we're sort of seeing a great reshuffling. So one of the challenges in a tight labor market is oftentimes people in your organization or my organization, they may leave to find another job opportunity somewhere else. And so, um, you know, with the advent of remote work for some jobs, uh, as an employer, your competition is not only the employer down the street or in the next county, it could be an employer, you know, uh, on the other side of the country. So, um, you know, if you, if you really think about it, I know there's sort of a narrative out there that we've got a lot of people sitting on the sidelines more so than we did pre-pandemic. But we really, you know, we're at record highs uh, as far as people in our labor force, the number of people working, the number of jobs we have. And so we have more jobs now, more people working, more people in our labor force than we had prior to the pandemic. Now, having said that, if the pandemic miraculously didn't happen, uh, we probably would be having more jobs and more opportunities than we do today. Uh, but, you know, we had a, a really bad thing that happened to us that, that caused our economy to, to go into free fall and a lot of other negative impacts uh, with the pandemic. But um, so, you know, generally people are back at work. Now, there are some pockets of, of softness you know, like with older adults, uh, probably there's some health concerns there, but, uh, you know, the, the, and people are retiring. So that each day, so that's fewer workers every day in, in the labor force is the number of people continue to retire. Uh, we also, you know, continue to see lack of childcare options. So if you have a, a child that, uh, that needs childcare for you to work, uh, that may be keeping you out of the labor force, but Overall, uh, you know, we still have more jobs than we have people. Now, there are a lot of people on the sidelines, and we you know, maybe want to talk about that later, but that aren't counted in those official employment numbers. So these are people that maybe not looking for work, it would include people in the criminal justice system, uh, you know, and other examples like that. Okay. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So um, that was one of the things, too, that I had learned um, looking at what was called the great uh, 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 
resignation or, or what have you. Um, but I saw it as as really the a great opportunity um, for uh, employers to take advantage of the opportunity to train up those that stayed behind uh, to you know qualify for better positions. And also with the the great resignation, what one of the things that I learned was that yeah, they were applying for better paying jobs and some people even becoming entrepreneurs themselves. And so, yeah, I, I that was absolutely. One, yeah. That was one of the things. So, so what is your, what is your take on, you know, more of, okay, how can we get the workforce um, here in Western North Carolina? I know that you guys are doing a, a career expo or something tomorrow, right? Oh, absolutely. That's one yeah. of the larger hiring events. So we have over 110 employers participating and hope we'll have a few people show up. If not, our employers will be very disappointed, but that will be in Fletcher at the WNC Agriculture Center right across from the Asheville Airport. Uh, So we have two large hiring events like this every year, one in the spring and one in the fall. And uh, the one we'll have in the spring of 2023 will be at uh, Harris Cherokee Center in downtown Asheville. But Hopefully, hopefully there won't be a, a major wreck on I-26 tomorrow that will back up traffic. So we know how that gets. So uh, we'll have a good turnout of job seekers. There'll be thousands of jobs tomorrow available tomorrow uh, from those employers. Many of them paying nineteen dollars uh, and more. In many cases, uh, much more. Very good. Very good. Very good. So as it relates to leadership, what is leadership's response? You know, how should leaders look at uh, addressing, um, you know, the uh, employee engagement and employee retention? Well, I mean, I I think that's uh, a multifaceted question. Um, You know, primarily, I think the employers who, who most invest in their people who provide the greatest opportunities for advancement and uh, you know, that we all create future leaders. We create leaders in our organizations, the, the, uh, the employers, the organizations that are most successful at doing that will be the organizations that uh, are, are the leaders in our, our region and beyond uh, because you're really maximizing your human capital uh, and so we know employers that, you know, provide educational opportunities to employers where they see those career pathways and they can advance. And we have many that are doing that, you know, employers are providing apprenticeship opportunities. So you can start out uh, and they understand, uh, you know, not everyone's going to have the requisite skills and uh, uh, that they need for, for the jobs they have, have available. So, you know, having uh, employers that invest in, in them, um, you know, al- although at the end of the day, we say we work for an organization or a company, at the end of the day, we generally work for our supervisor. And so, you know, helping your supervisors become better leaders, better motivators, better uh, uh, team builders, uh, I think can help employers, uh, you know, be more more successful because we know, I mean, certainly, and, and this is true at Landis Sky Regional Council, and I'm sure true other organizations. You know, I, you know, I want what's best for my own organization, but at the end of the day, I want what's best for the people uh, who are part of this organization. 
And, um, you know, if they get a great opportunity and, you know, whether it's a better pay raise or a job that's more fulfilling for them, you know, I want them to, to uh, experience uh, what is best for them and their family. But uh, as an organization, you know, we want to do everything we can to keep our talent uh, from leaving us. And sometimes that's not possible. Uh, we know that, but um, I think, you know, while people will leave you for money, um, it, oftentimes it's more, more complicated than just salary. And so that's especially true with positions that pay uh, higher, higher wages, higher salaries. Uh, I think more entry-level positions, you know, it's just like, I got to pay the rent, put food on the table. So if I can get a dollar more an hour, then that's something I got to do. But um, I think, you know, if we look at our organizations and say, really, how can we develop our own talent? Um, the, those organizations are going to be very successful in the future. Yeah, yeah. So now, uh, as we kind of go back to uh, the COVID-19 and its impact on uh, employers and the numbers and creating um, you know, the space for remote work, you know, so how, you know, what, what, what can leaders, um, you know, do to address, uh, the childcare, um, you know, a situation or the COVID-19 safety protocols, uh, to, to, you know, two of the main reasons why people are not really coming back, uh, to the workforce, you know, what can leaders do to address those issues? Well, you know, I, I, certainly there were simple solutions. I think most employers, most <laughs> uh, organizations would uh, do that. And uh, so just want to start off by saying, I know, you know, uh, a lot of the, these challenges are defy easy solution. But, um, you know, I think there are innovative, creative employers out there that are they're looking to, to do just that. I know. You know, we've had a lot of employers talk to us about ways they can pr provide support for their workers um, with their child care. And, and in some cases, elder care, you know, a lot of times people are taking care of a sick parent or other family member. So it, it's beyond just uh, on the child care space. Um, certainly, um, I think the ongoing debate on remote work, uh, in-person work, hybrid work, um, you know, is, is taking into account all those different things. Um, so if you have someone that has maybe health concerns, you know, uh, there's a way that you can be more, uh, adaptive to the, to address them, what their needs are, then, uh, you know, I think you're going to be more successful. Uh, I know that's especially, uh, challenging in jobs that require someone to be in person every day and, really in a customer facing position. And we know nationally, those are the jobs that have been the hardest for the employers to fill and jobs where you're seeing the highest uh, wage increases uh, just due to the imbalance there. So, uh, you know, that's always a, a big challenge. Uh, I haven't figured it out myself on the balance on remote working. Uh, we're very flexible at Land to Sky. But I know you also miss something when people don't uh, see each other as often in person. Uh, we just recently had an all staff meeting 
uh, was mandatory. And especially for the employees we that we had hired during the pandemic, um, you know, we had a good number of our employees that didn't know there was a lot of strange faces in that room. They didn't, even though we had meetings on, on through Zoom and other remote meetings, there was a lot of people in our organization they didn't even know that worked here, you know, beyond the people they work with every day within their departments or that kind of thing. So uh, I, I don't think we've fully resolved all those questions, Jason. Um, uh, and there's certainly not uh, easy solutions, but I think at the end of the day, if employers can just assume this uh, current labor market environment uh, may moder moderate somewhat uh, based on economic conditions, but we're looking at long-term probably worker shortages for a lot of reasons. Um, and so they need to figure out how they can most uh, leverage the talents of the people that are working with them. Uh, I think those employers are going to be the ones who are most successful. Very good. Very good. Um, so any closing comments, how can people get more information as it relates to the Land of Sky Regional Council? How can you know, other employers who would like to uh, help with your efforts, you know, in any of that and contact information. Oh, thank you so much, Jason. <laughs> Just reach out to us. Our website's landofsky.org. Uh, our workforce board website is mountaineerworks.org. Uh, has my contact information there. So just uh, you can send me an email to nathan at landofsky.org. Uh, I think certainly, I think my cell phone's on there as well, but we'd, we'd be glad to uh, engage with you. Just uh, uh, help us address uh, your workforce challenges and help, you know, really be boots on the ground and in additional hands in your organization to, to help you with your talent needs. And, and even beyond that, if there are needs that uh, other departments at Land of Sky can assist you with, uh, we would be glad to do so. So I just appreciate you having me on uh, this podcast today, Jason. Just really thank you for all the work you do uh, on behalf of our region and, and to help uh, develop the, the next generation of leaders. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mr. Uh, Nathan Ramsey, Director of Land of Sky Regional Council. And uh, listen, you have a, a wonderful rest of your day, sir. Thank you so much. Same to you. And again, thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership is Podcast Season 3, Episode 23, with our special guest, Nathan Ramsey of the Land of Sky Regional Council. And he gave us many uh, indicators as it relates to recession and also the workforce development and some keys to uh, successful workforce development and employee retention. And one of the things that he said was, you know, making sure that we understand that, yeah, we work for an organization, but essentially we work for our supervisors or our managers. And so therefore, uh, striving to make sure that, you know, our managers or supervisors from a leadership position are receiving leadership development, which will help in how, you know, relationship building, conflict resolution, and etc. as it relates to having a good relationship with employees, which adds to employee retention. So thank you so much, Nathan, for uh, that education. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your organization to feel 
or build your leadership bench. If you would like to have a conversation about what that would look like, don't hesitate to reach out at 828-333-7234. Or you can send us an email at thejasonamohammed at gmail.com. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.